0: Alright, welcome to a- another episode of the Producing Half. I already did this episode earlier in the week. Easter kind of threw me off a little bit. Um, I was traveling on the day I don't to do this. and um, <clears throat> So I did this episode, but the mic was not recording. I have it programmed into a um, Thunderbolt device, and I guess it has its own separate power that had powered off or something. So it was uh, 40 minutes of me talking to myself, but then again... So is this. Well, uh, welcome again to the producing half. This is Thomas. Um, I want to talk today about education. And it actually might be a good thing that um, that I uh, <clears throat> lost that episode as I kind of put a couple of extra things together. I was watching a YouTube video from a long time ago and it really made me, it made a couple of, made a few things click in my head. And I'll get to that uh, in a little bit. I, uh, so how to start off on education? First of all, it's a complete failure. Education in America is a complete failure. I actually uh, before I get too in depth, I'm, I keeps looking at my screen because I have a, um, a uh, monitoring program monitoring my system resources trying to figure out what's going what what I need to tweak in order to make this not sound so horrific. But absolutely have no idea what I'm doing. So there's that. I'm going to minimize this because it's distracting. So education. Our education system is a complete failure. By any measure of the word, America's education system is a complete failure. It's a failure in its ability to educate. It's a failure in its ability to spread um, our culture, the American way of life. It's a failure in the way that it does not create individuals who are capable of independent thought who are capable of continuous learning who are capable of problem solving and critical thinking. There is no problem solving. There is no critical thinking anymore and always absolutes are always absolutely wrong. That's ironic, but you know what I mean? you run into the so many people who cannot figure out how to do anything that they haven't been expressly showed how to do multiple times. Almost everything I do, um, I, I had to do it for the first time eventually. I had to figure it out on my own mainly because I'm stubborn like that, not because there wasn't nobody to show me. I just like, you know, I like to, to learn things at my uh, own pace and try them uh, when nobody's watching. So I like to do the the first couple times I do something. I like to be alone just so I can figure it out. Maybe watching a video or before there was a video, just taking it apart and putting it back together. Those are, that's curiosity and problem solving. You, you figure out how things are and for whatever reason, uh, our education system is failing failing um, our children big time sorry that's a uh, black cherry Waterloo um, Waterloo I probably has the best uh, f- tasting the more flavorful water it doesn't have aspartame in it I drink a lot of diet soda so I'm trying to stay away from aspartame as much as possible so I find this Waterloo all oh, I like the grapefruit flavor the best but as a side note as a product placement they, uh, I really enjoy the Waterloo. They're not the cheapest, but I guess you get your pay for. Them. All right, so Americans' education system is a complete failure, complete and total failure. Um, I mean, just look at the resources we throw at it. The tax dollars here in Texas that we spend on our education system is horrific, horrendous. It almost makes it hard to live, to own your own home, and be because of the taxes but even when you rent the taxes are the same you're just you know the you're just paying your portion of the landlord's taxes you know so it affects everything that taxes do but when your taxes are nearly when your escrow payment is nearly what your house payment is you know there's a problem and you think you own a house in america um well don't stop paying your taxes stop paying your your taxes and see how long you own that house you're, you're just renting. You're renting from the mortgage company for 30 years or 15 years, however you financed. I don't recommend a, a uh, FHA 30-year mortgage if you could avoid it. Some people can't, and so you, you do it. Um, <clears throat> you want to go conventional um, if you can. You want to put at least the 20% down so you don't have to have uh, PMI. Uh, with FHA, you're, if you put 10% down, you can get rid of it after 10 years. But other than that, you're stuck with it with a life of the loan. Conventional, you can generally get out of it at 20 to 22% equity <clears throat> position. So anyways, the taxes in Texas are horrific. And those go mainly, you know, a lot of those taxes go to your education system. Thousands of dollars. I pay thousands of dollars a year for my children to get some of the worst education you can imagine. Not only is it the worst education, it's very left-leaning um, and it's not even based upon facts. There's a lot of political, um, statements in there that, and a, and a lot of, um, cultural subversion going on. I know it sounds conspiratorial. It's really not. It's just the way things work. Whenever you have this whole university system that goes around and around, um, you know, you have your kids grow up through the education system, go through the university and goes back to the education system. You end up keeping going more and more left. So, our our education system, I think we can all agree, is not where it needs to be. And uh, you know, there's to begin with, they teach to the lowest common denominator. I don't know if that makes sense. They teach to the lowest ability. So if you got a classroom full of kids, they go at the pace where the slowest kids are going at, not where the most elite. And it doesn't matter if you put your kids in um, AP. Because um, my kids are in AP, and it's the same thing really. There's not much difference. They put zero effort in, into anything, and they make um, A's. It's a requirement at my house. You have to make A's. You have one job, is to go to school. I don't make you work. You don't really have chores, chores other than like doing dishes and basic human stuff. So you have uh, you have to make A's, or you lose all your electronics. No phones, no computers, no Xbox, no nothing. Make straight A's, and trust me, it's not. It's not a uh, difficult thing for them to do. They put very minimum effort. I get uh, lecture from my wife all the time because I tell my children they're the they're the tallest midget in the circus. Whenever they're like they you know the number one in their class, I'm like you're just the tallest midget in your circus kid. Don't don't get too excited about it. I saw how much effort you put in it. <clears throat> I would say they don't bring school books school books home, but there are no school books. They don't give them school books anymore. Uh, the the school books are either in the classroom or they're on a computer Uh, there there are no and that's dangerous because you know when when they used to bring school books home you could read the school books with the the children you can go wait, this this is not how the american revolution happened this is not what you know happened in the civil war this isn't why we revolted against england um no george washington wasn't all about that but no you can't now and they can make instant changes to the school books as their politics change and you'll find that politics play a big role in education these days it's sad um but yeah the back to the the ability of the students is that they don't challenge them it's so easy my children put so little effort into school to make a's and it's a struggle for them to make a's when i and I, what i mean by that it's a struggle to see how little effort they can put into it i mean the, the the thing that gets them the most is just checking their grades i'll go in and check their grades i'm like hey you got this assignment missing this assignment missing this assignment missing and and they'll be well i turned those in and then they'll go on to their google school google drive and like oh i don't know i didn't submit let me resubmit it they did the work so sometimes they'll have you know a, a horrible grade in a class but they've did, done all the work they just haven't turned it in or the teacher lost it and the teacher can't figure out how to access the, the technology. This whole staying at home thing this year has been a complete and total disaster. The teachers do not know how to use the technology. Half the grades my kids get is just signing on to their Zoom class and um, and answering the attendance question, which is basically, what is your favorite ice cream? Or what is the name of your pet? Or what's your favorite movie? That is, and they get, they get an A for that day. They get a 100 because they logged into their Zoom. There are kids that have never logged into their Zoom. You'll you hear the teacher saying something on the Zooms, and the Zooms has really exposed the teachers this year. The things that we've heard the teachers say in this this year on the Zooms in classes that weren't even they shouldn't even be talking about the subject. I think there was a was a it was like a math or science teacher on my um, eldest kids' uh, class was comparing the Black Lives Black Lives um, Movement, the BLM movement. Uh, which is a Marxist organization. It was created um, by Marxists and comparing it to the Boston Tea Party and the Founding Fathers. Uh, I mean, so sometimes I have to spend 20 to 30 minutes every evening uh, deprogramming my children and explaining them how the world re- really works. And I kind of come at it from a uh, very non-specific, I try to keep it very unspecific because I I know when you start educating yourself, when you start reading and looking into things, you um, you realize how ignorant you are. I mean, there's a lot I thought about the Founding Fathers that I, I was wrong. I really did. I was really wrong about what happened. I've been reading a lot of books, even this week. I've, I've read two books this week, listen to, on, on the Constitution and the Founding Fathers. And a lot of what I thought about the Federalists and the Republicans back then, was wrong a lot of the people i thought were very states oriented were not they were um monarch they were they're were monarchists they really they really liked the power of a, of a monarchy um, and th- that really influenced how the kind of power they want to get give up to the up to the federal government and to the con and how weak they wanted the constitution to be as far as limiting the um <clears throat> limiting the Constitutional power and limiting, well, limiting the Congress's ability to alter or stray from this, the the Constitution. So I learned a lot this week just on that, and realized that what I thought I knew from the watching, you know, John Adams special uh, series that was on HBO, I think, a long time ago. I mean, my kids watch it too. Um, I I don't I don't really know what I'm talking about, and so I try to keep it the the um, the lectures to very broad strokes basically on philosophy and and just the general way things work the the things that i'm sure about because it's not specific dates and facts and you don't have to have quotes to back it up it's just different you know it's the the way the world works and has worked generally speaking so yeah i I mean this week alone i've had two or three lectures with my children on how the world works and the, what they've been learning in school isn't necessarily the right thing. So back to uh, school, there's no accountability in school. There's no accountability to the teachers. There's no accountability to the to the students. The, my children have no accountability. The fact that they're nice and pleasant children um, that, that aren't rude and they don't stab the teacher, because that's literally happened to one of my kids, uh, one of the my students' peers stabbed a teacher with a pencil in the neck. Um, Since my children are polite and well-behaved at school, not at home. At home, they're not well-behaved or polite. That's my fault. But at school, they are because they know that's a line that I don't put up with, and they will be severely punished if they're not. And they're just good kids, for the most part. But you know, they're they're just—they're just—they don't cause problems, so they're considered top students because they don't cause problems. There's zero zero accountability for the teachers or the students. There's no accountability. Everything at school nowadays is is um, test and stat uh, driven. They just want to see where their standings are with uh, with the um, the test and the star test or whatever test they come out with. Which again teaches they don't teach they don't they don't know how to problem solve. They don't know how to apply any of the information that you um, any of the information that that they're kind of learning because they're just learning they're learning to take a test. That's it. That's all they're teaching them is to, to learn to take a test. They're teaching them to, I think George Carlin said it, um, they want you just smart enough to operate the machines but not smart enough to revolt or question them. Of course, he said it in a very witty, funny way. Uh, I think he ended it with, uh, it's a big club and you're not part of it or something like that. But it was a very good quote and true. Um, the teach You know, school today teaches obedience. It teaches uh, conformity. It um, It's it, totally suppresses individual individual being an individual individualism it um suppresses it is, suppresses creativity critical thinking it doesn't want any of that uh i, I know that because i'm a math major my son would bring home his math homework, both of them and and you know, i'd help them with the math homework but they, the teacher would say no they got the question wrong I'm like no they got they got it right they, they gave you the right answer but they didn't do it This common core weird way of that makes everything more complicated. Um, And it just teaches you to almost like a computer, weirdly. Now, I just thought of that, but it does. It teaches you like a computer way of doing it. So you don't have to understand it. You just got to follow the steps. If you just follow the steps, you'll get to the right solution and you'll get the right answer, but you don't understand why it's the right answer. And it's, it's weird how that works. Common Core, it's definitely got some, I got some issues with it. I'm not, I haven't studied enough to really say it's a horrific system or not, but the little exposure I've had to it, I have not had uh positive. But school should teach the fundamentals first. You should start in the very beginning, pre-K, kindergarten, you should start it on on honor and honesty and hard work and integrity and, 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 and reinforcing the American culture. Um, self-reliance. They should do that. And then they should also teach, you know, philosophy and they should teach different languages. I heard somebody recently say on a podcast that one of the ways that they're able to stay out of the double think or the new, new speak uh, of today's times is that they know multiple languages. And so they think in more than one languages. And whenever you say things in one language, when you're on your TV and you hear a bunch of things, and you're like, man, I don't know about that. I don't know if it makes sense or not. It seems kind of weird, but oh well, and you move on. Well, when you speak and think in more than one language, it doesn't translate. Those weird concepts, the the way people talk in circles um, and inconsistencies, they don't translate into another language. And so when you do it, when you say what was said to you again in another language, you realize how utterly ridiculous it was and, and pointless it was. Um, so they should teach more than one language from the very beginning it's harder to learn it in high school than it would be in kindergarten um but they should teach history like the real history of of america and american culture not this weird leftist you know revisionist history where america's bad and everybody's racist and um we're just evil corptocracy or whatever not too wrong there anymore they should also teach philosophy not critical race theory which is insane or critical theory or theory
1: <clears throat>
0: with the capital t not none of that you know just core you know philosophy the good old philosophy socrates and plato and all that they should teach that as a way of thinking you know of course they should teach all the 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 physical skills um you know they should take practical things they should teach you know how to repair small appliance repairs and how to, you know, troubleshoot a computer, things like that. I'm old. I'm 46 years old, about to be 47. And everybody I work with these days is younger than me, a lot younger, 20, you know, they're in their early 20s. Some of them are in their 30s, but most of them are in their, their 20s. And they can't use a computer. It makes no sense to me. I was thinking about this the other day and it finally clicked that they, it's because they do everything on their phone. And so they don't know how to use a computer. And it's weird because I didn't, I mean, my first computer was an Apple. Well, no, my first computer was a a TRS-80 color computer too. But in school, the first computer I messed with was a Apple IIe, Apple IIe. And so you did everything in DOS back then. So you had to type all the commands out. Uh, But it it helped, I guess that fundamental knowledge really helped me through through life. And, you know, my first computer I owned was a Windows 95. So, you know, they don't really make them better than Windows 95. Windows XP was pretty good, but all the other Windows were pretty bad. I don't know about Windows 10. I do have it. I'm using it, but I haven't played with enough to know how good and stable it is and how many issues I'm going to have with it. But they need to teach American culture, the real American culture, of hard work and individualism and states' rights. and Did I say individualism? Um, Responsible for oneself, mind your own business. You you don't get to tell the people what to do. Um, the rights that you're you're sovereign unto yourself, and then your small community is sovereign, and then your larger community is sovereign, and then finally your state is sovereign, and the federal government is just there for a few things. That's it. We live in we basically live in a in a, in a monarchy right now, where the monarchy is the monarchy is the three branches which are really unified into one. <clears throat> I mean I guess it's an oligarchy in reality but it's the same system it's the same flaws that were put in there from the very beginning by the by the people who believed in monarchy who, who wanted there to be a king who believed in that form of government with i guess the the parliament as well so what do we do about our education system well we spent a ton of money on it we spent enough money on it that we could do anything we wanted with it we our education system could be the best that this planet has ever seen with the amount of money we spend on it but they don't want it there's no way for our education system to be as bad as it is on accident you need to understand that one of the greatest things the government ever did well the one one of the greatest things the devil ever did is convince the world that he doesn't exist have you ever heard that well the greatest thing the government did is to convince the world that it is stupid and incompetent i don't believe that it is i believe that the individual parts of it are you know, the individual players, the politicians are, are pretty ridiculous, but they have access to the best science. They have access to the best philosophy, the, the best psychiatrist or psychologist. They know how to manipulate everything. They know how it works. And I heard a saying once that said, you can change a, a country, a people, a culture um, in one generation through war. You can do it in two generations to the educational system by educating the youth. And that is what they're doing. And we're three generations into that really probably by now. Um, at least a solid two, if not a solid three or going on three. But I think if we redid our education system, now me and my wife disagree on this because she has to deal with my children's students, her, their peers more often. So she's maybe a little bit more black-pilled on this, but I'm more white-pilled in that I think that 90% of the children in America, no matter what their race, color, creed, whatever those ways they choose to divide us, no matter what it is, 90% of them, no matter how rich or poor they are, if they were educated properly from the very beginning with a, a complete revamping of the system, you know, back to the honor, integrity, honesty, merit system, hard work, individualism, accountability. They were educated from the very beginning the right way with the right four with the right core fundamentals. Uh, I believe ninety percent of the children could graduate high school with a four-year bachelor's degree in whatever field they wanted, be it pre-med, law, physics, mathematics, biology, chemistry. Doesn't matter. Ninety percent of them. Ninety percent. Now there are cho- there are just people who, for whatever reason, aren't very good at book learning or they're not good at you know mathematics or they're not good at those things and they're never going to be no matter how hard you try it's just not their talent well that 10 percent can be good at something they're not dumb they just have different skills and so they you know they would graduate off you know high school with four years experience in some sort of technical skill four years uh, as a plumber or four years as an electrician or four years as a pipe filter or a pipe fitter or a welder or a carpenter or whatever the case may be. There's lots of trades out there that make just as much money and are just as fulfilling and rewarding and maybe even more necessary than a lot of the more academic type things. And it wouldn't be a 90-10, ten, it'd probably be like an eighty twenty uh situation if we really we really did it. Because a lot of people even who could go to a four-year who could graduate with a bachelor's degree in one of the, the sciences um, wouldn't want to, you know, they have a preference to be a, um, to be a carpenter or whatever. And they know, they don't want to go on to be a um, biologist or a doctor, even if they have the, the, the ability to do it. Okay. That's fantastic. We should, ha- we should have our school system set up so that at the end of when they graduate and they're 18 years old, they've got a bachelor's degree. Now the universities don't want that. They don't want to lose that power and control over the students. They definitely don't want everybody rolling in the university to already um, have a f- firm foundation on American culture and history and philosophy and all these crazy ways that psychologists manipulate them. They surely don't want them rolling in the universities with that skill set. No, they wouldn't be able to do what they do to them. So yeah, no, the universities would 100%. And where do you think those teachers come from? Hmm. They come from the universities. They come from the colleges. And so it's a, it's a never ending, it's a never ending, cycle of getting more and more woke it's really i mean really not the best word more and more left more left leaning reading we'd have to have supreme accountability in this new system you know that'd be the the you'd have to be very results driven life's results driven and i tell that to everybody i ever run into in, in in the work world they're like man i did this and this and this and this and they're still not happy it doesn't matter don't it doesn't matter it, all that matters is the results. If you can come to work and, and get more results than everybody in four hours, then you, you're the winner. It doesn't matter that everybody else there put in 10 hours. You got the results. You had more results than them. So you're more successful than them. So it needs to be results deliver, um Results driven. It's not, I can't, I can't say this enough. It's not bad on, on accident. Our education system is not bad on accident. They can't have the American populace free thinking. They can't have us as free thinking, independent ability to learn, the ability to critical think. They can't have that. It would destroy their power structure. It would destroy the ability to manipulate you. Um, Everybody I know that is just a normal person, they believe whatever their TV tells them is true. I don't even argue with them. I may say a snippet here or a snippet there or something just to kind of you know, shake their world a little bit or make them go, huh? Oh, that, that guy's crazy. <clears throat> but I'm very, very minimum. Because they wouldn't believe me. They wouldn't, they're, they're so trapped in what CNN says or even what Fox News says. They're just two sides of the same coin. Fox News is a little better, but it's you know, that's not saying much. But the rest of the, the, the news media out there is actively trying to manipulate and destroy... Destroy the American people and the American culture. They're just trying to—they're trying to destroy the American working class, the middle-class America, the core of America. I don't—I'm not—you you know haven't really looked into it enough to understand their ultimate goal within. I mean, I've read people say things like, you know, they want city-states, where you know the, the, there's a technological, technological, whatever. There's an elite that has access to all the technology and everything and and then the rest of us are just um you know living in like a third world nation outside of these city states you know these giant cities where all, i don't know it kind of sounds like hunger games really um and you know we're just the laborers and we're plowing the fields or building whatever they need us to build well they live in the lap of luxury i don't know i don't see that happening but i've, I've heard that and it's hard to put my mind around what their ultimate goal is be- because there's a, a truth, and I heard, actually the, the guy, we'll get to this guy, it's a YouTube video, I saw a long, long, long time ago, and I re-saw it again this, this week, and I was like, wow, oh wow, that made so much sense, and now I get it, it made a lot of um, a lot of uh, sense to me. So we have to counter the propaganda, like I said, I spend 20, 30 minutes, you know, two or three times a week, just countering the propaganda, trying to show them uh, you know, the world's a little, I mean, yesterday, yesterday I spent 30 minutes talking about um, the, the banking, the financial system, banking, fractional reserve banking and fiat currency and our debt, our debt economy and how that all works. We talked about the gold standard and Nixon and everything about that. Um, and that was, that was, that yeah, was like yesterday or the day before yesterday. And then there was another day we we were talking about uh, I forget what it was I think it was history maybe it was the founding f- oh it was the it was the Constitution yeah you know, we were talking about the Constitution and state rights um, so you just got to counter the propaganda, propaganda as much as possible I know it's it's hard because you don't you know you don't even know your kids don't come to you and say hey my teacher said this is it true you kind of have to hear them say something and go wait what did you say no that's not how that works. And then and go through that. that's I make them watch things that they probably don't want to watch. I know they don't want to watch from all their complaining. I saw this um, lady a long time ago. Uh, her name was Charlotte Iserbey I don't know. She was uh, she was um, Reagan. She worked in Reagan administration as like some sort of education secretary or director or something, charge of something with the education system. And she was kind of a whistleblower. And I saw her a long time ago, and it was a long time ago, maybe in the very beginnings of YouTube, or maybe even before YouTube. I can't even remember. But it was a long time ago. Uh, I saw her, and uh, and she was a little bit weird to me. I kind of took her as like a little bit of a conspiracy theory wacko. I was, you know, maybe 20 years ago or more, and so it was, it, it was a little. I wasn't, I wasn't educated enough or uh, awakened to the world enough understand what she was saying i rewatched it uh, no I, I re i reached a, i watched a different interview she recently i thought she i thought she had passed away by now but no i think she's still alive i watched a recent interview that she did and um so she and i was like wow yeah what she's saying is true about how this was and they saw it back during the beginning of the reagan uh days they saw it coming through it was the deliberate dumbing down of America. That might even be the name of the book she wrote. I, never, I haven't read it. Uh, it might have been the name of the book, but it's it's what it is. It was the deliberate dumbing down of America. It was done on, deliver, on deliberately. Psychologists put together the plan. Um, these psychologists came out of the universities. The universities are Marxist, Leninist, um, you know, communist ideology. And it's so ironic because this other guy, I just re-listened to his interview, some KGB guy, I don't know his name, He defected from Russia, and he's like warning America. And this video was probably, you know, in the 80s, maybe I guess. It's pretty bad quality video, and he was talking about how the KGB spends, you know, 85% of its budget on propaganda, 80 85% of its budget on educating the next generation of 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 America and kids and Stalinism and, and Marxist communism and and it, he went through the cycle of how that works and, and when i heard this again this week um it was after i recorded this the first time around i was like wow that is what's happening i mean he got the time frame off you know he reagan did a better job i guess at countering it so he got some of the, the the timing off and the soviet union collapsed which probably delayed it all but the process that was started i don't think stopped because that ideology was like a cancer in the universities and it's it's kept going so you're like how can this happen well when you have these teachers that come out of these universities let's say however many years ago they come out and they were normal when they went in but they're a little bit they're a little bit more left um when they get out of this university and they go and become the, the politicians the lawyers the the media they become the media and they also become the teachers Will all these people participate in getting a whole nother generation that starts in the university even further left. And then they get out of the university even much further left. Well, you do that two times is enough to where you, you get people who, if you tell them that there are boys and girls only, they fall down on the ground screaming that you've assaulted them. I've seen the videos. They're screaming and crying about how abusive you are that you said, well, there's, there's, there's a boy and there's a girl. There's some medical oddities that happen if you have some genetic manipulation where you can get people who, whatever reason, are missing some sex traits. But for 99.9999% of people, it's going to be a boy or a girl. Um, and I actually, believe it or not, got a little bit woke this week as it finally kicked into my brain what the whole gender sex thing is. I kind of understood the woke gender thing about more than one gender. I think it's completely pointless. You can be a girl and like boy things. You can be a boy and like girl things. That doesn't mean you have to have a new name for your gender. Um, they, they called the girls like that tomboys when I was a kid. It didn't mean anything. It just mean they like to play sports or ride bikes or do crazy things like with the boys. They didn't, they didn't make them not a girl or not a boy. And even if you're a gay or lesbian, it didn't make you not a boy or not a girl. But I get the, I understand the whole gender nuance now. Um, oh no, I might be getting, no, I'm not getting programmed. I just understand where they're coming from and don't necessarily want 100% disagree that, yeah, there is some nuances to gender when you define. Now, this is the problem with that, the critical race theory and all that, where everything's racist. They redefine terms and words and they end up with these very circular arguments that are that are not found not founded in any facts or anything you could write down and then counter on purpose. They don't want you to have arguments that you could counter. They want to be very non nonsensical. Uh, so you can't counter them. You can't say, well, this is not true. This is what this works. So that's not true. So they don't have facts or positions that are very easy to, to counter on purpose. So you can't argue with them. <clears throat> and well, anyways, this Russian KGB... Uh, was talking about uh, he said these words and it reminded me of the the video of the the girl who was crying because a medical doctor was talking about sex about chromosomes XY and and uh, XX and X4 and Z2 and whatever she was talking about I know that doesn't exist I was being facetious but um, and he reminded he said that once these, once the programming is fully in place, and this is a KGB guy talking about what they were actively working on to do to America, what they were actively attempting to do. Uh, so this isn't a conspiracy. This is the guy who was doing it actively telling you what he was doing. He says, once these people have been programmed, you can't talk to them. You can't communicate with them. You can't reason with them. You can't You can't change their mind. They're... they're They're gone. They're lost. And he did say something else, which I find highly true. And I knew it was true, but I didn't understand why it was true. And he quantified it for me so that I actually understood why it's true. So I always knew that if these leftists ever did win, the very leftist who caused the country to fall and become a Marxist or communist or Stalinist, however you want to define that socialistic government that will end up, that horrific how will end up, um, that they would be the first to be lined up and put to their knees and dig in their own graves. They'd be the first. They'd be the first to suffer that fate. And I knew that was true. And I don't know why I knew that was true. Maybe it was from watching old movies of uh, during the Russian days or something. I don't know. But I always knew that to be truth. But then this uh, KGB guy said, because these very people would be the first ones to join the resistance once they realized the system that they put in place. Wasn't what they thought it was. And it wasn't what they were told it was going to be. And so they'd be the first to join the resistance. They'd be the first to be a problem. So, and I, and I remember it was, oh, it was in, um, it was in, it was probably the Nazi channel. Some of y'all might call it the history channel or discovery. Forgot whenever I had cable and I was a kid, it's like, that's all they ever played was just Nazi shows after Nazi shows. But I remember a documentary that talked about how when Stalin came to power, he killed all the people. That got him into power. He also killed all the every military leader he had, and that's why he did so horrible against Germany. And and so and I remember in that, that they said that he killed all the people who supported him to get him there, all the revolutionaries, all the 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 Marxists who helped him overthrow it all and get into power. I remember thinking at the time, well, that's weird. Why would you do that? Those are the people you they, your loyalist followers. And then this KGB guy that I listened to this week, it just clicked in my head. That's why they do it. Because what they're fighting for, they're not fighting for. When they finally get this done and they look like they're winning. I know there's some people out there that think that they won't. I don't, whenever literally every uh, media organization and all the universities and the government, all the politicians are actively at war with the American working class. I don't understand how we can win. I don't. I hope somebody out there knows and has figured it out and is working towards it. I mean, I'm doing my little part with these, these podcasts, but you know, the three people who listen, two people, my children, um, I'm doing my, as much as I can, but these, I don't see how we win. These, these universities are in love with communism. It's just, it's just the university cycle is repeated. And, and they, and they're the ones who are, again, who become the media, who become the, who become the, the teachers and become the politicians. They went through these universities they, and, and you're like how can they vote for these laws because they've been programmed to this weird leftist way of seeing the world it's never worked i don't understand it has never worked Z- communism socialism marxism it can't you know what I, i'm wrong it could work in a very small homogenous monoculture um population it could work i mean if there was a million of me's living in a city, we could be very socialist because we'd all have the same value system. We would all really be in it for each other. And we would all we would all see everything from the same point of view. So we would all know what we were all going to do and we, it would work. But that's not how humanity works. So it's not going to happen that way. Maybe in 10,000 years, we'll be at a point where we could do that. But we're definitely not there. Since the very beginning, people who ever came to this country, they learned that socialism doesn't work. Capitalism works not the capitalism we have now this crony capitalism where the corporations the mega corporations control the governments that make the laws so that only they can exist and you can't get in there um no that's not that's not capitalism that that's not we don't live america's not hasn't been capitalist for a long time so what is the i mean why are these guys doing what they're doing i mean they're they're you know they're i guess they're they're really into the whole one world government, the money, the greed, they don't understand. They're, they're, very, um, they're very, you know, care about myself and not my children. I don't know. I mean, look at what we did for the whole COVID thing, how we sacrificed our children's happiness, our children's future, our children's education, or, or everything about, we, ch- we, we 100% threw our kids under the, bait, under the bus for this COVID thing. For old people, I don't know a single old person out there who would not have sacrificed for their grandkids. I don't know a single one, so I, I don't understand that. I know on um, the last time I did this, I I did a I talked about my children's um, just to kind of give you a, a, an idea how bad it was, how bad it is out there now. I talked about my children's science fair uh, experiment, uh, science you know their experience in the science fair. Every year they've been able to compete, they haven't been able to compete the last year or two. Uh, every year they've competed, they've always because they were in the same school together first and second the eldest coming first the youngest come in second uh, or whenever the youngest was too young because they didn't have it in his the, the eldest was first by a huge margin like it wasn't even close and it's not because i have genius children every day i'm reminded that i don't as they can't even manage to uh, put their clothes away or do the most basic things without being told 14 times um but just because they follow the directions and because they had my, or well, my wife's help, not mine. My wife's, I, I did the technical parts of the experiment. The wife's the one who helped them with the presentation. other oh, words, just making the board look nice. Making them not be lazy. No, go redo that. Doesn't look right. No, you didn't spell that right. No, use the computer. Don't handwrite it. Print it out and make it nice. No, the direction said you had to do this. So she was in charge of that. And so they're, they're, literally their projects were the only projects that qualified to even go on to the city level and they won there too. Um, I, my eldest did on. Uh, he proved relativity using a cloud chamber. Sounds complicated, is not. Literally, it's an iPhone camera, uh, some dry ice, and a and a glass tube, and filming and watching the the particles that shouldn't exist, but because of di- time dilation, they're able to make it down to the earth because they don't exist for long enough. They shouldn't be able to make it down to earth. So it's it's a lot. It sounds complicated, it's not. Uh, muons, I believe, is what he was looking for. And my youngest did, his last one was on, um, he did his on Wi-Fi signals, on materials and how they blocked Wi-Fi signals. You know, I bought a $100 uh, meter that could measure Wi-Fi signals, and we would, you know, put a, put a Wi-Fi in one side of the material and just do it. And so I helped with the technical. The wife helped them do the presentation. Well, the other kids, you could tell, and it's probably, it's not the parents' fault, probably. I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. Benefit of the doubt. My wife's a stay-at-home mom. Um, they're probably working. They don't have time. And plus, like me, they didn't have a foundation in education. My parents could have didn't care, because as long as I wasn't in jail. That's all they cared about. They didn't care about what I did in school. They didn't care what grades I made, or if I, we never even mentioned the word college. So that was never uh, something that they talked about. So they probably had parents like that too, who didn't value education. Luckily, I was always curious, and I hated not knowing something. So that helped me be an independent thinker and somebody who reads. Although, these last few weeks have let me know how ignorant I am. And it's like a mad dash to correct that. Uh, it's like trying to learn, you know, 20 years of information through, through a fire hose. Trying to drink water through a fire hose. <clears throat> anyway, so my children, they just turned in, you know, normal, I, I think, projects. But they were just visually appealing and uh they met all the um they they met all the requirements the other kids who turned in their their, they were done in crayon things weren't spelled right they didn't follow the directions they didn't meet any of the minimum requirements and they all got a's just because they turned them in because most of them didn't and that is our education system uh you get an a just for not stabbing the teacher and uh, showing up and you're, you're able to uh to get through school I mean, I never took a book home. We had school books back then. I never had to take a school book home. I figured out how the system worked. And I played it. I knew that for my school only gave a 50 in the six weeks of the lowest grade you made. So I didn't even have to do anything for two two whole grading periods. the third grading period, i make an A, make an A on the semester exam. And I passed, I got credit. Like I said, education was important to my family, so it didn't matter. As long as I passed, that's all they cared about. And I passed. I passed with okay grades too. Doing, literally not doing anything for two grading periods. Not turning in a single assignment. Uh, the one year I actually decided, ah, let's see if I can make straight A's if it's hard. I made all 100s. Perfect straight A's. Teachers were like, they didn't understand what was going on. And there was lots of conferences and stuff. And they had they had papers that I wrote uh one of them they had me sign a waiver so they could publish it in a in an english book you know at the time i was so proud of it looking back they were probably publishing it to make fun of me that's probably that's probably so ridiculous in what i said because i mean trust me if you think you're smart and i've always thought i was smart because i surrounded myself with people who didn't challenge me and people who weren't educated uh, and knowledgeable. So I was always, I'm always the smartest person. in the room. Everybody always looks to me to ask, hey, Thomas, how's this work? Or how's that work? What do we do about that? Or, well, you know, and like, well, what's this? And who's this? And, and I always know the answer because I'm just the tallest midget in the circus. I'm not sure you can say that anymore. It's a saying I've said all my life. I don't think midget's a bad word. Little people? the tall- The tallest little person in the circus? Anyways, reading these books and listening to some of these podcasts where these people actually know what they're talking about I realize how ignorant, not dumb because I have the ability to learn, uh, although I've been dumb for 20 years, but how ignorant I am and how unknowledgeable. And some fundamental things that I just thought were truths about the Founding Fathers have kind of blown my mind this week, uh, how little I know. and I definitely won't be talking from a position of confidence as much as I learn all these things. I'll try to keep it as general as possible. But that's my uh, take on the education, our failed education system. I'm still white pilled about it. Uh, I'm white pilled at the ability of it, and white. Oh, by the way, white pilled just means optimistic. Black pilled means you're not. So I'm still, um, I'm still optimistic about what we could do. I mean, we're humans are so great, and we have so much potential. If they stop, if you stop letting them divide us over every little nuance. Oh, is this skin darker than his skin, or is this a boy or a girl? Or does this person believe in this, this God or that God, or if you stop letting them divide you and pitch you against each other, which is what they want, they want as much hatred and animosity as possible because that's how they control you. Um, and this is not a conspiracy. If you, if you, if you, uh, listen to my previous podcast on conspiracies, it's not, it's just it's what you would probably do too if you were if you were generationally wealthy, if you grew up with all that wealth and power. It's just what you would do too. You are sm- you are smarter than probably we are. I mean, so I get it. I get it. I just don't get why we allow them to do it. Anyways, that's all I wanted to do um, today was just get this thing on education out because it's very frustrating to me as my tax bill just came in and it went up significantly again, so that my children can go get babysitted all day and not get an education a real education it's my fault i could homeschool them i'm too lazy for that and it's too overwhelming and you know i work a lot and i don't want to a little bit of free time i get i don't guess i don't care about kids enough to to spend it educating them that's on me so i'll do my little part and and i'll have to live with that and hopefully my children will love education as much as me and uh further their learning anyways thank you for tuning in to the Producing Half. We are on Facebook now. Uh, I upload these to you, to YouTube as well as well as the podcast. And I do have a Facebook page the Producing Half, YouTube the Producing Half, and obviously on uh if you're listening to this on Podbean or I'm trying to get on Apple iTunes for some reason it's not letting me on. Uh you can you can add it on if you go to the Podbean, you can add it on manually with the RSS feed. And uh, we're on um, Spotify as well. So thank you very much for tuning in. I will uh, be back next week, God willing, and the crick don't rise uh, with another podcast. Thank you very much.